It is Monday. You're listening to Making Our Seniors Better. I won't dance because you. It, something gets lost in radio. I don't know what it is. It might be the visual. It I don't know. Be. Hello again and welcome to Making Our Seniors Matter Radio, the show that gives seniors and their caregivers some great advice, timely information, and some great music like you heard right there. Making Our Seniors Matter was, of course, founded by Glenn Cunningham from Real Estate Design for Seniors and Elizabeth Cunningham, who is in studio of Blue Willow Consulting for Seniors. And also, of course, Margaret Wallace Duffy from Wallace on Wellness is with us. I sure am. <laughs> That's a long list, isn't it, when it gets going? Listen, we're excited, very as usual. Um, we always have wonderful guests, and we are so appreciative today of having the time of Dr. Amy Dupree. Um, some of our guests just amaze us with the knowledge that they have and the experience. And Dr. Dupree has just returned from Copenhagen, no less, and has been part of an international conference on seniors. She represented our country with 15 other countries with 60 plus guests and is going to talk to us today about enablement. So you'll be excited to hear what that is and how that can help. And of course, I had the pleasure of listening to her, to her speak at a Making Our Seniors event last year. And so our viewers and listeners are going to be in for a real treat today. Are indeed. And of course, we have another amazing guest from an amazing organization, Kathy Dance from Caledon Meals on Wheels. Uh, certainly an organization that many of us are aware of. They do incredible work and we can't wait to chat with Kathy about the work that she's doing and this incredible international organization. So let's go away and pay those bills, Todd, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Our Seniors Matter. Do you have an aging parent? Do they want to remain in their home? Since 1994, Retire at Home has been providing the highest quality nurse-managed home care that is personalized to all your needs. Our services extend to workplace and motor vehicle injuries. Your health, your home, your choice. Retire at Home Services. For a free consultation, go to retireathome.com and call your nearest location. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter, and I'm sensing this next interview is going to be a lot of fun and some great information. Liz, who do we have joining us through the wonders of technology from Alexander Graham Bell? (laughs) (laughs) He's an amazing man to be sure, but we have uh, Dr. Amy Dupree with us, and Glenn is so excited to have this lady as our guest today that he actually wants to introduce her, Todd. Okay, great. Well, I really do, because our good friend of Making Our Seniors Matter, Dr. Amy Dupree, and we say that with such pride but humility. Dr. Amy has an extensive education and training in gerontology, and Dr. Amy also, as she's affectionately called, provides caregivers with expert information and support. 
and to help them to deal with the emotional and family issues that are so common in caregiving. Um, Dr. Amy is, is also a, an inspiring speaker. She's a coach, she's an author, and she's an expert in aging, retirement, and caregiving. And she has worked with uh, families for over 30 years. She's had uh, a, been a caregiver for her own family uh, parents of, for 10 years. And she's the co-founder of a new project called the Essential Conversations Project, which we will be talking about, but in another show, because Dr. Amy's got so much to share. Well, um, Dr. Amy, that was, that was great. Dr. Amy, I get to do this bit now. So we know that you wear a, a lot of colorful hats and we're so excited to hear about your recent trip to Copenhagen. Uh, Dr. Amy attended the International Federation of Aging Summit there with uh, 60 invitees from 16 countries. Amy, what did you talk about? Well, first of all, let me say it's such a pleasure to be with both of you and uh, I am such a fan of making our seniors matter, and I, I want you to know it's an honor for me to get the opportunity to do, do this with you today. And I did just get back from this wonderful Copenhagen summit that the International Federation on Aging put together, and it was such an amazing experience because we had uh, practitioners, we had uh, medical people, we had uh, government people who coming from all over the world we had someone there from nigeria we had dr john beard who's the director of the department of aging and life course with the world health organization in geneva he was one of our speakers and participated in the conference and what everyone's coming together around at this this is the first summit that we're doing i'm on the board of directors for the international federation on aging and this is the the first summit and it was on this topic that we call reablement and not we as in the IFA, but we as in the gerontology world call call it uh, reablement. And it's a funny word because most of us are used to thinking about rehabilitation. And there's been a shift about this. And we, these experts came together to talk about what's the difference between reablement and rehabilitation. And I'd like to tell you there's there's a simple agreed upon definition for reablement, but like all things, it's, there there isn't. But there is a philosophy <laughs> and a way of looking at aging in this that I think all of us will agree is, is fabulous because it's really about not just getting somebody, okay, you know, you broke your hip, let's get you back to your hips working. This is about getting people functioning, doing the things that they love again, and living the lives that they want to lead. So I want to just tell you a story to illustrate that. There was a, a woman that someone spoke about at the summit who was quite frail, but she had spent most of her life being able to horseback ride and loved riding horses. And when they talked to her about what was meaningful for her in her life that she wanted to do again, she said, I want to be able to ride horses again. And this seemed, this seemed pretty you know, far-fetched when you're laying in a hospital bed and you're very frail. Uh -huh. But that became the motivation, and they worked with her. And do you know they got her back so that she could ride a horse again, which I loved that story. And, and I thought, you know, now not everybody's going to be going from frail to riding horses. That's not the goal. The goal is that people get to live the lives they want to live. And for some people, that's simply being able to just function in their own homes again in a way that doesn't require a lot of care or any care. And, you know, but, that, but that involves a lot of the mind as well then, right? It does. And, you know, I want to say, Glenn, because this this, I loved this story too, because if you think about how, and I, I, as you mentioned, I've been in this field for over 30 years, and I started my career as a home care social worker. And, and really for a, a lot 
of, I would say, my career, and I think a lot of people still feel this today, that there's almost a do it for an older adult instead of getting them back to doing it themselves. And that's a very different mindset. So we talked about, you know, a lot of times if people have had a fall, they lose their confidence. And so something as simple as being able to bathe themselves becomes difficult because they're afraid they're going to fall in the bathtub. And so what often has happened in the past is we send somebody in then to give them a bath. Well, with reablement, what happens is what they may assess it and say, okay, let's help get you back so you can do this again. Maybe you oh, just yeah. need right a non-strip bathtub and you need grab bars. And how about if we put a, a, a chair in the, you know, a bath chair in, shower chair in your bathtub, and then we'll do standby. We'll be here if you need us, but we're not going to do it. And then in, mm. in often in two or three weeks, people have completely regained their confidence and they're back to living independently because they can bathe themselves again. So do but you they manage that transition, Amy, yeah. in, in the process of having someone there as a safety net, which makes all the difference. So they That's can right. grow their confidence, but they're not alone in that in that build. That, and, and I'll tell you a funny story about this, Liz, is that often what's happen, what happens at the top is if a, if a care worker's come in and has been hired to help, then the, the family is saying, well, what, do you, what did we hire you for that you're just standing there instead of doing the bath? So it's, it's really getting everybody on board to see, no, the goal is to get the person functioning again so that they can live the mm-hmm. lives they want. And so it's, it has to be kind of a mindset shift for everybody because sometimes family gets frustrated and says, so why is my mother doing the dishes when we've hired you, right? And it's, yeah. well, because yeah. we're trying to get your mom functioning again so she can live her own life. Pretty neat concept, it's isn't safely. it? It's, a, it's an excellent concept. You I know what? It. It's, it's one of those simple things that... Yes. We just didn't think of it, right? But it's it's absolutely spot on as far as... It also plays into self-esteem as well. I mean, it's like instead of doing something for someone, you're enabling them to continue caring for themselves. Absolutely. And and it's, you know, as we see the boomers aging, we all want, you know, independence in a a way, of course, that probably no cohort before us has been so uh, demanding of independence. And I think this, this new... This new way of viewing things to me as I sat there and I thought, you know, I've been in the field for so long and I still am sitting here kind of in awe that we're starting to look at how do we create reablement programs that are, by the way, are short term. They often are less than 12 weeks because the, the feeling I heard one woman from Wales say is you go past 12 weeks and people start to become dependent on the services and the goal is to make them independent, not dependent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of goes back to, to setting goals and objectives. Like when you start the process, you're going to say, well, it's such and such a timeline. We're going to try and be to a certain point. Right. Would that be correct? That's right. And there are goals set. And, and, and you know, the programs are all different. Every They're country-based. And, and, of course, there's a benefit to our, our countries and our governments in this. And, and we had a lot of countries with, uh, you know, universal health care, socialized medicine, and, and it cuts down costs if we're able to implement mm-hmm. these programs well. So it's it's both a benefit to the older adult to the, and, of course, to their family ultimately, and then to society because we're not creating dependence that then we have to maintain. It, Dr. Amy, is, is, is a country doing this already? Has somebody found that this is working, or is a this a totally new idea? No, a lot, no, of countries? Fact, what, a lot of what we were hearing were the results of some of these reablement uh, 
strategies. And so Australia, there, there's a program in Australia where they've actually done a lot of research on it. So it went on for a number of years, and they were able to look um, at, at the benefits from a research standpoint, and they were outstanding. It was really fascinating, and they're shifting that into I, I can't remember if it's all through Australia now or if it's through one of the you know one of the regions in Australia, and the woman in Wales who spoke uh, talked about how well it's it's working in Wales. So we you know I got to hear that perspective and United Kingdom. Uh, there was a couple other places in the UK that had it too, and Denmark is doing work on this. So it was pretty interesting, you know, and that was just in the short conference that we got to hear some of the, re- both we, we heard it from an academic standpoint and a practitioner standpoint. So it was fascinating. And, and I, I want to tell you one other thing I loved about this summit. Dr. John Beard, who's just a wonderful man, <clears throat> excuse me, who's with the World Health Organization, he is the lead editor of the first world report on aging and health that was released this past fall, in fall of 2015. And his team was responsible for drafting the Global Strategy and Action Plan on Aging and Health. It's a, it's a, a, a new way of looking uh, at, at aging throughout the world, and it's now going to the WHO's 194 member states in 2016 to be considered by them. But it really will frame how governments around the world, the World Health Organization, and other partners can take concrete action to foster healthy aging. And healthy aging isn't limited to a medical diagnosis. It's, it's healthy from all the standpoints we think about, from, from social support and, and from uh, psychological and you know, mental health. So he said he's very committed to healthy aging not being reduced to just thinking about the physical conditions of older adults. It's a much broader, holistic approach. Wow. That must have been, that. You must have felt awesome to be part of that, Amy. Oh, I know you're honored. Uh, totally valid honored. there and everything else. What happens now, though? Uh, you know, is this word's going to get out. It's going to go through the World Health Organization. What do you see happening in Canada? I think uh, I, I'm very pleased to tell you that we actually had government representation from Canada there, which was terrific. Oh, oh, seniors policy, and I, I've had the great fortune of doing some work with those folks, and I have great respect for them, and I know that they're they're always uh, interested and on top of the latest things and looking for, you know, how to bring what we see around the world to Canada. Uh, you know, our, every, everybody's system's unique, so everything always has to be kind of adapted to the the country. But they, we had, I had great conversations with those folks, and I'm actually have an opportunity to sit down with them again. I'm I'm going to be in Ottawa. Uh, in a couple of weeks, and we'll be sitting down with that that part of the government to talk about, you know, this information and just uh, brainstorming around ways that we can move things forward. But they're doing they're doing great work. So I think we'll see. You'll, you'll hear the term reenablement. I think more reenablement. Excuse me, not reenablement. Reenablement. You'll hear it more and more in the future. But more importantly, you'll hear the philosophy. And I think it's a philosophy we can all ad- adopt, which is. How do we help all of us maintain our independence, our, what we want to be doing for the rest of our lives? That there isn't a point in anyone's life where that should stop. Really, we should get to live the way we want to live to the day we die. And everything we can do to support that, I think, is, is important. Wow, Dr. Amy, this is this is just amazing stuff, and uh, we're our time's running down here for okay. uh, for this segment of the show, but. 
would you uh, would you consider uh, when you've kind of been to Ottawa and you've got some of this, maybe come back and give us a little update on on how it's working on another show, Terrific. and uh, we could uh, we could maybe be part of that voice of training that we w want to be and, and, a, and a resource and, and get that out not only to the professionals but also to the families so that they know that there is some progress being made. There is some uh, you know kind of new outlook and, and new ways of doing things. I think that's great. You know what we could do? We could we could actually include some of those folks right right from seniors policy. So I think that would be great too. They seniors ministry would love to participate. Thank you very very much, Todd. We're going to throw this back to you and uh, pay some bills. <laughs> we have to do that. Terrific. Thanks thanks for the opportunity to be on today. You're welcome. We're making our seniors matter radio right around the corner. Stay tuned, please. that music again time for another senior scam alert with glenn cunningham and constable claudia wells from the peel regional police service welcome back to making our seniors matter and again i'm here with constable claudia wells of the peel regional police welcome claudia good morning glenn claudia uh today's everything is online we talk about uh you know buy a car online we've got places to sell things online we've got you can buy almost anything under the sun online. Do you have any tips or recommendations for people when they're doing that kind of uh, transaction? When, when it comes to internet safety, we really need to be prevalent as to what type of information you are putting into the system. But for the most, before you even put that information into the system is the links you're clicking on to the internet. So for instance, if you started off at a CIBC.com and you've clicked somewhere else and then you see where it's no longer a secure link, it's actually switched to another name. You gotta be very careful because you might be being kicked out of that that original website that you've been asked to go on. So following the link, make sure it's secure is one of the first things you need to do. Make sure it's a secure website. And you can always tell by the link where it has a locking key mechanism on it. Um, when you're putting in your information in there, you need to make sure it's a secure website where if you're putting credit card information, that it's secure. So you're putting your personal information in there. You have to remember every time you input your address, your phone number, any of your contact, your credit card number, anytime you put that in your computer, it stays in there as a memory in your computer. So if someone physically gets a hold of your computer and they get into your computer by crashing it with a you know a virus, that's all in there. So you just gotta remember what type of information, how often, and where you're sending it. But when it comes to seniors, we a lot of times we're finding that, you know, seniors don't, a lot of them don't have a, a, a large income. So they're looking for prescription drugs online that are cheaper. Yes. Okay, so, but that problem is, is they don't know what they're receiving. It's not like they're walking into Walmart and they see the box and they can actually hands-on see the prescription medication. They're actually probably not receiving the appropriate medicine that they're ordering. So we need to be very careful because with seniors, that can be very you know, dangerous, if, especially if it's a heart medication or something, Absolutely. right? Um, another thing that we're finding is the fraudulent anti-aging products. You know, someone wants to get rid of those wrinkles, you know, what you're getting, you don't know what you're getting online. So you gotta be very wary if it's, it's a legitimate site or the product itself is legitimate. Is there any way for someone to know if it's a if it's a legitimate site? Uh, is there any place to check 
the Better Business Bureau for internet? You can do, you, well, unfortunately not when it comes to the internet, but what I would suggest is if there's a product you're looking at, go to the nearest store that does have it and does carry it. If um, you know they have a, a website that's a little bit more convenient for them to go to and get it delivered to them later on, ask for that appropriate website. That's one of the things they can do. So if it's not convenient for you to go out in public all the time, have someone you know purchase for you uh, hands-on and then see if there's an appropriate website you can order off later on. But there's unfortunately what happens with these websites is once one shut down, within minutes another one can be created as a fraudulent site. So you know even with us when we're trying to locate an individual that website shut down within minutes another one's created so it's just being very careful and weary you're pro on a legitimate site that it is a secure website and that you're not putting too much information on there perfect now i i'm going to assume that the uh, larger companies that we deal with that have uh, stores have online services as well but i'm sure that the catch here is it's cheaper, you know, buy here, why pay $100 when we can sell it to you for thirty nine ninety five? Mm -hmm. is probably the big catch. So if it's too good to be true? It's too good. It probably is. Yeah. So, uh, Claudia, thank you very much for taking the time, and thanks again to uh, Peel Regional Police for allowing you to come in and talk to us on Making Our Seniors Matter Radio. It's really important that our seniors stay safe, and you're a big part of this plan for Peel Region. Thank you very much again. Thanks, Ben. And again, thanks, Terry McIntyre, for sponsoring our uh, Scam Alert and our uh, services to uh, make our seniors safe. Uh, Terry McIntyre is with Manulife Financial Services, and we hope that uh, if you have need for those kinds of services, that all of our uh, sponsors here on Making Our Seniors Matter Radio are a place that you'll go to and at least give them the opportunity to speak to you. Thanks again. Have a great day. Independence matters. Terry McIntyre is a full-service investment advisor who researches and advises the best products in all markets, then advises which best meets your needs and risk tolerance. We are all individuals and need to be treated as individuals. Investments, income, and estate planning have become very non-personal at the big institutions. You deserve to work with a professional who crafts investments to meet your needs. Terry McIntyre, investment advisor, Manulife Securities Incorporated. Call 905-896-9060 or go to terrymcintyre.ca. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter. And uh, a guest is joining us in studio that is part of a wonderful organization that has been delivering not only nutrition, but happiness and companionship for a very long time. Right, ladies? Absolutely, Todd. We're very happy to welcome Kathy Dance from Caledon Meals on Wheels today. And um, Kathy, we know that there are a lot of isolated seniors. There are a lot of seniors who don't eat properly, um, some lonely people. And Meals on Wheels is much more than about food, isn't it? That's right. Yes, yes. We deliver smiles on a daily basis <laughs> and uh, we uh, provide companionship. We provide a check-in for a lot of people. And a lot of times we're the only person that they see that particular day and talk to. So mm -hmm. very important for the for the yeah. well-being. It's not just about handing the meal through the door then. You take a little bit of time just to see how they are today. And That's right, yes. we we're, uh, All meals are delivered by volunteers, mm -hmm. and the volunteers are all trained on how to, you know, 
sort of keep an eye on seniors and, you know, sort of keep an eye out for the different, uh, you know, they may be a little bit, you know, not under the weather, mm -hmm. uh, maybe more confused than usual. or And so they're all trained to do that. So, yes, they stop in and they, you know, say hi, they greet the pets and <laughs> <laughs> deliver the meals. And uh, So are they, are they trained also to give that next direction if there is somebody not feeling well or, or something that yes. trained to give them a phone number, some information, a little bit out? We, the, all our... Everybody, had, we have policies in place. And proceed. They said if uh, you know this, they're not feeling well. They phone the uh, office immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing is we never leave a meal. If they're not home, they do not get that meal. And that sounds sort of you know mean because, uh, but they may be laying inside. They may not be able to make it to the door. So they phone the volunteer phones the office immediately, and we follow up by phoning the client. They may I just see. be napping, right? Or then we follow up by phoning an emergency. So contact. you're saying you just don't put their meal outside and walk away? No, sure no, okay, never, never, okay, never. Awesome, thank you. And I, I know you have lots of kinds of food that you bring, so we're excited to hear. Yeah, we have a varied menu. We have a four-week rotation menu, and it's all uh, it's all lovingly prepared by our suppliers. And uh, everything comes with an entree, a hot entree. It'd be beef, it'd be pork, chicken, and a starch and a vegetable, all balanced, uh, mm -hmm. low sodium. Uh, which is very important. Uh, the meals have a soup uh, and a dessert also included and some cookies my and crackers. Favorite part, yes. <laughs> my favorite part. And so you do bring them hot? To the they are plate. hot, yes. And then do you also have a frozen option? We do, yes. We do have a frozen delivery every other week mm -hmm. uh, where they get to choose what they want. And uh, a lot of times that being home during the noon hour when we deliver the meals is not convenient. So uh, they they like to be a little bit, they're out and about. It's a bit of flexibility. So, yeah, so yeah. we deliver it and put it right in the freezer for them. And uh, that's, uh, th that's their main source. So, Kathy, nutrition is vital to the health of everyone and certainly to the health of our seniors. And often, you know, it's hard to cook for one. I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, may, you know, may not, therefore, it may impact their health because they're not cooking. So who is a, who is a client for Meals on Wheels? Our clients vary. Uh, usually they are, uh, you know, over the age of 65. A lot of them are a lot older than that. Uh, some are couples, mainly are on their own. And just cooking that uh, that that full course meal is just they, no one wants to do that by themselves. It yeah. is very overwhelming, and so you know they, they get into the tea and toast uh, uh, sort of mentality mm -hmm. that you know well, I had something to eat. I had tea. I had toast. I had a muffin. I had tea. You know, and they they start losing weight and they're getting more frailer. Falls happen when you're yeah. not you know nutrition. Uh, you know when you're not full. Also, medication plays a really uh, key to it because you your medication should be taken with you know a full stomach or, or proper food in your in your system so one of the things too and, and especially talking about some of your typical clients that are living on their own they may be um, you know also on a fixed income they are and people I think have the perception that to eat healthy, it costs a lot of money, and that may be a barrier for some. Can we talk a little bit about the affordability that Meals on Wheels offers for the clients? In our case, in Calvin Meals on Wheels, and in the most, a lot of the other Meals on Wheels organizations, uh, we are uh, 
we are subsidized by the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care, the Central, uh, and us particular, the Central West Lynn. Mm -hmm. And uh, we produce the meals at such and such a price, but we they provide the subsidies, so we're able to offer them and our particular, yeah, a yeah. quality meal uh, delivered right to their home and a, a properly balanced meal too. That's so important. You don't work in isolation, I know. You're part of your community. You're connected to other organizations. Oh, we partner with everyone, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. It's sort of that old saying, it takes a you know a village, a village. To, to raise a kid. Well, it also takes a village to look after uh, the old older folks. So uh, we do work with a lot of different organizations where our frontline staff talk with other frontline staff. Mm -hmm. So we're always aware of changes in health and, and uh, just, you know, just keeping an eye on everyone so individually, you, you very client-centered. I was just going to say you're very client-centered. You keep them at your heart and, and let them yes. I know you care. That's great. So I'm sure you have stories to tell that we could go on and on and on. Is there one that you can just share to uplift us about the impact that Meals on Wheels have? I have to say, I remember as a child going with my aunt and my mother to deliver Meals on Wheels. And I am 49 today. And so this, this organization has been around for a while. And it's made an impact on me as a volunteer. So I'm sure you working with this must have a story to share. Oh, it does. It does. And and you know, and the, one of the things that our volunteers are all, uh, why we have such a retention of volunteers, we have two volunteers that are the original volunteers 30 years ago when we first wow. started up. You're kidding. So, wow. And it, oh is, my gosh. It, it is such a heartwarming experience because, you know, where else do you go and you're really welcomed? Right. You know, That's right. With a smile. <laughs> so, <laughs> so That's uh, yes, I, I remember one particular day, one of the volunteers had an emergency and they couldn't show up. And so I, you know, I said, okay, I'll deliver the meals. It was raining terribly. Uh, a country route, mud, there was, you know, roads were washing out. I have very straight hair. I looked like a drowned rat. Oh, I, I had more fun that day than any other day in my whole career. <laughs> so, yes. You brought sunshine to others. And they brought, and they sunshine, brought sunshine to, to me. Yeah. yeah, the value of volunteerism, for sure. Well, we're so pleased you came in today. We know there are, are a few organizations doing this but certainly none with your track record and um, we appreciate you being there in our community as well and we really appreciate you being here with us today, oh it's Kathy. been my pleasure thank you so much thank you so stay tuned because as always we've got lots of great information coming your way here on making our seniors matter And so ends another Making Our Seniors Matter. What a fantastic show today, if I do say so myself. We hope you enjoyed it as well. It is on each Monday at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio worldwide. You just need to go to your computer, tablet, or smartphone and type in www.talk-radio.ca and click on the Listen Live button at those pre-appointed times. But if you miss it, you can find it on demand or podcast the following day. If you'd like to comment on something you've heard, if you have a program suggestion, if you'd like to make a song request or you'd like to nominate a senior for our Shining Senior Moment, please call us. The telephone number is toll-free. It is 1-866-269-6155, 1-866-269-6155, and then press number 3 for mailbox number 3. 
and leave us a lovely message. Making Our Seniors Matter is produced for WOW Radio by Listen Up Talk Radio. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.